Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with what we call T-Mac, Tony McKinnon, um, on a beautiful day here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I believe it's 72 degrees. And sunny. And sunny. It beats zero. Yeah, it beats zero and minus yeah. 13. Yeah, minus 13. So, you know, I, I hopefully wintertime's over. Hopefully it's already yeah. springtime, you yeah. know, um, we're recording this program. It's March the 4th, um, so beautiful day. Now, we want to hear from you guys. Um, you can like us on Facebook or Instagram at podcasts um, at Rama, or you can send us an email, um, podcast at rhema.org. Or I, actually, I guess it's Rama Podcast on Instagram and, and um, Facebook. And you know, on, on the, our social media, we put pictures of our studio and our studio guests. And some, sometimes people, because we're not doing video right now, they want to see what people look like or don't look like or, <laughs> or see how much weight I lost. Um, you know, so I'm down to 70 pounds from last year. So that's awesome. a lot skinnier than last year. So, you know, it's a great week. And in fact, um, this week is Dr. Seuss week. Dr. Seuss. Dr. I'm posting <laughs> a quote every day in honor of Dr. Seuss yeah. on social media. Yeah, Dr. Seuss, I mean, you know, I think all of us has probably read his books. Yeah. You know, some people don't want to read it anymore. They, they used to always be, when I was a kid, in the doctor's office and the dentist's office. Well, yeah, because it's Dr. Seuss. Yeah, doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah, so yeah. so we want to throw a shout at Dr. Seuss because some people don't. So we want yeah. to shout Kudos out. Kudos to Dr. Seuss. Kudos to Dr. Seuss. And it was his birthday this this week. And how old was he? 113th or something. 113th birthday, you know. So he's not alive anymore, by the way, for yeah. some some of you listeners that want to know that. Um, but, you know, we all know him and, and love him and love his books. Well, I say we all, most of us love him. He's highly revered. Highly revered. And so, so do you know what your quote is for the day? <laughs> My quote for today is, no one is youer than you. Okay, no one is youer than you yeah. by Dr. Seuss. Anyway, well, today we, we have a, um, a young man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. No, love it. No. <laughs> I'll Jerry Weinzerl, ah, yes. he's, he's here with us, and you pastor Grace Christian Church, correct? Yes, sir. Sterling yeah. Heights, Michigan, you know, the mm-hmm. Detroit, Michigan area, for some of you not familiar De- with it. Detroit, Detroit. From the South. Detroit. Detroit. So, so Jerry is here this week. He's, um, he's um, speaking to the third-year pastor group, and I guess you probably, you've done it every year for a number of years now. Yeah, I think since they began doing that, I've, yeah. I've been doing it every year. So. And so he's the pastor of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jerry, it's good to have you with us on, on the program. And, and actually, like I was telling you before, Detroit, Michigan, or Detroit, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, is is one of one of our most listened to areas yeah, in, in the United awesome. States. And and probably after this, and, and a lot of your church members listen to it, might even go you know, even higher. But it's good to have you on the program. Good to have you here this week. I know the students are, are enjoying you know, listening to you. And we just want to ask you, you know, you know, what's your story? I mean, you know, with your salvation mm-hmm. experience, I mean, how'd you find out about Raymond and what's going on, you know, now? So, so just tell us, you know, we who, want to hear about Weinzerl's world. Weinzerl's world. Um, <laughs> oh, excellent. 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 Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Boy, my story, uh, it actually, it, it goes back. I was raised in the church, uh, Baptist type church. And, uh, so I was raised in the church and, you know, we were the perfect family and, you know, six kids. I, I thought I'm you still are six. the perfect family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. <laughs> now I'm one of six kids, and uh, 
you know, my mom and dad had us in church every time the door was open. Like had you in church or took you you to church? (laughs) Yeah, let me rephrase that. (laughs) Hey, can you you hold the offering? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of busy in the back row here. Time out. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, they started yelling push. You went push. to church a lot. They started yelling push. We thought it was something about the Bible. But... <laughs> oh, man. Now, we were brought up in church, and, uh, you know, when I was 12, 12 years old, uh, I actually sold my minibike. You know, my mm. minibike was my world. Sold my minibike, uh, saved paper out money every time I could get a little bit of money. And I saved enough money to go visit my aunt and uncle, who were missionaries, in Costa Rica. Oh, wow. So I went and spent a month there because I had a cousin and some some of their family that I really loved being around but didn't see them very often. So I, I literally, at 12, 13 years old, spent a month by myself in Costa Rica, flew there by myself to wow. spend a month. And uh, learned a lot, had a blast, great experience. But I'll never forget, I was brushing my teeth one night, getting ready to go to bed. And Jerry has the whitest teeth. Yeah, Jerry. Anyone I know. Yeah. It started in Costa Rica. <laughs> now I know the secret. <laughs> Sorry. I, I hear that a lot. But uh, but no, I was brushing my teeth and, and all this. Is there special it's, toothpaste in some, Costa Rica? It's made from tree sap. Some, <laughs> Sorry, Jerry, man. Fine too. Now, all of a sudden I realized something in me said, you're to be in the ministry. Mm. And I didn't know what that meant. I was like 13 years old, so I didn't know what that meant. All I knew was pastors are old, and the other thing is mission work. Because <laughs> pastors I knew, they had, they had white hair, you know, so I've kind of gotten to that point. But <laughs> yeah, you, fit, you fit the bill. I, I have I, definitely and, and, arrived. Uh, I'm getting close. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the only other thing I knew was missions. And there was no way I was going to do what my aunt and uncle did because, I mean, it was a wonderful thing they did, but... Uh, I mean, there were boa constrictors and, you know, tarantulas and scorpions, and I just did not like bugs mm. at all. So so I just kind of put it out of my mind, uh, kind of went through life, never thought of it again. Uh, got married. I was 19. Uh, my beautiful wife, Joy, uh, was uh, 18 years old, two months out of high school. And uh, we got married three years into it. We're going through a divorce. We have a little boy. And uh, we were separated for eight and a half months. The, the thing that was interesting, it was one of these God moments because she moved in with her mom and dad who lived right next door uh, to a, a, a couple that had just committed their lives to the Lord. And they were part of a Bible study that some of the people came out of a church that was pastored, so-called pastored, because they really weren't pastors, uh, by two guys by the name of Joe and Dan Nowski. Oh, wow. Mm. How about that? Yeah. So, so uh, you know, these, these people were learning about faith. And my grandparents had been giving us books by this guy named Kenneth Hagin and, you know, some of the other, you know, people that we would know. And, uh, and, and we, let, let me stop you right yeah, there. You need to interject that. Yeah. So, um, you know, for, for you, Rama students, Rama graduates, mm-hmm. and, and ever visit the NRC, that's named after the Nowski's, Nowski yes. Recreation Center. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they were board members for mm-hmm. Kenneth Hagin Ministries for a long time. And so so that's the, the people that yeah. Brother Jerry's talking about. Yeah, so, you know, they'd give us these books. And, you know, we'd always say thank you. We were always, you know, very polite to them. But they went under the coffee table and never saw them again. So, you know, we're going through a divorce. 
she moves in with her parents next to this couple that just got born again. And this lady, her name was Randy, she began to minister to my wife. She would ask my wife questions, and they always annoyed my wife because, you know, it was like, hey, if Jerry could be a Christian, do you think you could stay married to him? Well, Joy wasn't a Christian either, but she didn't want to come right out and ask her that. Hey, maybe you need to get saved. <laughs> but time went on. Uh, my wife and I were both at a wedding one night. I was at a friend of mine's family wedding. She was at her brother or sister's wedding. I don't remember what. But she had to read out of Genesis. You are now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. That was her part in her sibling's wedding. The whole time she read it, she was crying. She went and sat down. And Joy is not a crier. She went back, sat down, just cried the whole time, went to the reception, couldn't stop crying, told her parents, hey, I'm going to go home with Chuck and Randy, this couple, because I'm ruining everybody's time. She went over to Randy's house, sat and talked with her, and God just was doing something pretty amazing. In fact, Randy asked her some questions, and she had a degree in biology, I believe, and my wife is brilliant. I mean, she, she really is a smart, smart lady. And uh, she, asked, she asked Randy, she said, well, you don't believe the Bible. I mean, really, do you? It's just stories. And Randy said, no, I believe it cover to cover. She goes, come on, you're educated. You can't believe those things really happen. And Randy said, no, I do. I, I believe them. Well, it was kind of interesting because it was three times that, Rand, uh, that Joy asked, you don't really believe that. And the third time, Joy will tell you today that it was like curtains parted, like blinds in front of her eyes. And in that moment, she decided she believed the Bible cover to cover. Mm -hmm. She hadn't read any more of it. She didn't know any more of it. But something happened in her. Well, it was within just a, a very short time. She called me up one day and she goes, hey, I want to come over and talk. Well, we were separated. I had divorce papers. They were all final, just needed to be filed. And uh, I couldn't figure out why she wanted to come talk because we hadn't been, been talking. on talking terms <laughs> for, for a long time. And uh, she came over, and I opened the door, and she was glowing. I just, I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, her face, she's just so pretty anyway. But she was glowing, and she's smiling at me. And I thought, what the heck is this? So I turned around and walked away because I, I couldn't stare at her. I couldn't look at her. So I invited her in, walked to the back to the kitchen to offer her coffee. And now at that time, I think we both lit up cigarettes, you know, trying to take the edge off. And I looked <laughs> at her. I said, you know, what, what's going on? She goes, well, I just want you to know that I want to become a Christian. And I, I want to stay married. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding. You know, after all this time, I, I, I honestly couldn't believe it. So I asked her what in the world happened. She kind of told me a little bit of the story. And we began to date again right then. Hmm. So now fast forward, she moved back in about, oh, about a month later. And uh, we began to attend the church my grandparents were from. My grandparents were on the Nanowski's board at the church. Didn't have a pastor, but Joe and Dan... Man, we learned to love those two. Nobody taught anything like that that I had ever heard in my life about faith and prosperity and healing and the power of your words. And we just ate it up. My, my friends, people would come up to me at, at the church, and I'd be standing there with our son looking at a pond. They, they had this fountain in the building we were meeting in. And uh, 
some random person come up and just stand there and go, look at me and go, have you ever considered maybe you're supposed to pastor? <laughs> wow. Out of the blue. I didn't know who the, they were. They didn't know me. And I just look at them and I go, so no, now, now, not, how, not for me. How old were you at the time? Because you said you were 12 or 13 whenever the Lord yeah. So how old were you now? Fast? By now, I'm uh, 23. All right. So 23 years old. So it's old. been a number of years since you felt the, you know, the call to the ministry. Yeah, and, first seed was planted. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hmm. So they would ask those questions. My friends, Chuck and Randy, that we spent a lot of time with talking about the Lord, they would ask it. Say, are you sure you're not supposed to go to the Bible school, go to go into ministry? Well, I was in business. I was in real estate. I had my builder's license. I was part owner in a printing company. You know, I was an entrepreneur. I wanted to build buildings, start businesses, make lots of money, you know, do that kind of thing. So I just denied it. No, that's not me. Not me. Well, they had an altar call one day for people called the ministry, and I did not go up. Jeff Jackson was the speaker. Okay, yeah. So Jeff Jackson, you know, old Raymond days, and, yeah. and he was actually the associate pastor, had become the associate pastor under Rodney Lloyd. Not another Stafford, teacher, but, yeah. but, but both, Ro- both Ro- former teachers at Raymond. Yeah. yeah, I love Rodney. Yeah. So, so Rodney Lloyd, when he left Raymond, he came to be our pastor at Bloomfield Hills Christian Church, uh, where the Nanowskis were. And two weeks after Rodney got there, the Nanowskis were killed in a plane crash. Mm. I mean, it just devastated us, devastated me, because, man, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I'm learning about faith and all that stuff, and these two guys get killed in a plane crash. I mean, there's a lot of story there. We don't need to go into it. but uh, So there's this altar call for people called to the ministry. My friends are sitting there pointing at me, and my wife's elbowing me, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going up there. And I didn't. Man, my wife was mad because she, she knew. It. And when I say mad, I mean tongue-in-cheek mad. Yeah. She was just disappointed, disappointed. that I didn't answer. Mm-hmm. So uh, it wasn't that many weeks later, uh, probably toward the end of the month of June, Rodney Lloyd, I, I'm getting ready to go to church. And I'm just shaking inside. And I'm going, man, I don't know what this is, but it's something about God. And I know when I go to church today, something's going to happen. It involves me. And I was scared, man. I didn't know what to expect. So we got to church. And back in those days, worship, our worship segment, you know, we'd, we'd sing for an hour. And then we'd dismiss the kids and we'd sing some more. You know, it was pretty wild. And uh, he got up in the middle of that. And he said, hold on, hold on. I, I got to do something. Got to obey God. So everybody sat, he had everybody sit down, and I start shaking real bad now because I <laughs> thought, this is it. Whatever it is, this is it. Rodney didn't know me. He didn't know anything about me, not my life, anything. He said hi to him a few times. That's about it. And all of a sudden, he says, there's somebody in this room, and there's a 1,000 people there. He goes, there's somebody in this room. You're called to the ministry. You know you are. You're fighting it. You're running from it. Uh, God wants you to know right now that you need to answer that call right now or he's going to find somebody else for your assignment. Wow. You know, he goes, so if that's you, stand up right now. It was like I had a booster rocket in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped out of my chair so fast. And, and I mean, my wife was shocked. She was shocked sure. because I jumped up. My grandparents, are they're crying. You know, my friends, are they're crying. I mean, everybody's. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can't sit down. So, you know, he called us up. We, he prayed for us. 
couple weeks later, I'd applied to this school called Rima <laughs> something. I didn't know what it was. My grandparents knew. And they, they told me a little bit about it. And it's where that guy, Kenneth Hagan, and the whole family. And so, so I made application right then. And mind you, this is the end of June, beginning of July. Yeah. And uh, so I've got like a month before I've got to move my family. So and at that time, how many kids did you I mean, you have more kids? Uh, or we we only, only had one? one. We still just had the one. So we were trying to have another one, yeah, but yeah. It, it just wasn't working out. So, uh, you know, we, we decided we're going down to going down to Tulsa, going down to Rama. Well, I didn't get my I didn't get my approval. <laughs> I didn't get, you know, nothing came in the mail. So I'd, I'd go by and, you know, leave a message for Pastor Rodney because they kept telling me down here, and we're talking about Bo Moffitt, you know, uh, Dean Bo Moffitt. We found out, uh, you know, we'd, we'd call down and say, we haven't got your pastor's recommendation yet. <laughs> so, from what I understand, that was pretty. We, we pretty just had, we just had this conversation <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> fact, in fact, if you are you know listening and maybe interested in going to the ministry, yeah. or you know maybe you want to learn more about the Bible, go to rbtc.org. In fact, if if you're already ready to go, you can actually apply right there. And yeah. what's great now is they send your recommendation via 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 email. And uh, <laughs> I just awesome. filled I filled one out yesterday. Yeah, you know, electronic, electronically, uh, and it's a whole lot easier to get so it back. Good. There's no, you know, you don't have to mail application mm-hmm. or whatever. You can apply right there online. And if you don't know whether you want to apply or not, you, we have videos you can watch. Um, we'll if you'll give us your information, we'll have one of our representatives give you a call back, set up a time, you know, meet with you. Um, and in fact, we have Rama calls weekend coming up April 9th, tenth, and eleventh, and you know, invite you to come out then or come for a, a tour. It's a whole lot easier now. Yeah. Jerry, what, what year was it whenever you, you, you first started that, showed up? That around? was uh, 1981. 1981. 81. So, yeah. so, and you know, you don't have to wait on your pastor as much as you used to. So right now that's, that's, that's our, that's our, <laughs> our thing. And so it's more electronic than, than it is. And it used to be. Um, but anyway, yeah. so for so, the record, we've probably had, Oh, I don't know, 30, 35 people come down to Rama out yeah. of my church. And, uh, it's the first thing I do. They hand me an application. Mm-hmm. My pastor yeah. saying, I get it in the mail that day. Because I know what it's like there you go. not to not yep. to get one. And, well, so now they send you an email because because I got an email yesterday, you know, saying so and so applied for, awesome. for 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 Rayma. Would you like it? And you know, and so I filled it out. And you know, him he will become a lot a, easier. A, a, yeah, a you hit the link, it's a form, it's a, boom, boom, done. Yeah, it's really well, fast. What I didn't know, what I did not know, and I had gotten the letter, you know, until yeah. you get your. But that was acceptance. one of the most co- common things that we 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 had happen. Yeah, I believe it. Yes. So I get down here, my friend, a, a friend of mine, he helped me move down first so I could get settled in an apartment and then go get my wife and son. And so, so Rodney finally did fill it out well, for you, correct? no. No? <laughs> <laughs> I wish the story went that way. No, but I, I, I come into uh, SDC1. I didn't know that's what it was, but I saw admi- admissions were in there. So I come up to the window, and I tell my story. I said, I'm supposed to go to Rama. I've applied, but... I've not been accepted, and I, they, they didn't get my pastor's recommendation yet. Well, I didn't know who this Bo Moffat was, but that's who they went and got. Well, Bo Moffat comes to that, son, <laughs> didn't we tell you not to come if you hadn't been accepted? And I said, well, uh, I figured that if I'm not accepted, I'm going to live here for a year, and that's okay. But if I get accepted, I feel I'm supposed to go to Ramah. Well, who's your pastor? Rodney Lloyd. Well, of course, he knew Rodney real well. 
So he got on the phone right then, called Rodney, had a little conversation, comes back, he goes, you're going to be all right. Rodney, Rodney vouched for you, so you're going to be all right. <laughs> and I, I mean, now, once I got here, I found out who Bo Moffat was. Yeah, but I found out how he ran the school, mm-hmm. you know, his part of the disciplinary and all that stuff. And I went, my Lord, if I'd known him, I would have never, I would have never done that. So, so the grace of God got me through and we're down here at Ramo. I graduated in 1983. A couple of months into the summer, we moved back home. Probably should have stayed here for another year just to get some more uh, uh, experience. We didn't have a, we didn't have Raymond church back then. So I was going to Walnut Grove, helping uh, Willie George at the time, and then David Ingalls any way I could, because that's who was running the church. Right. Yeah. And they were so busy, so I ended up doing all the pastoral stuff that they couldn't do. So I was getting tremendous training. I didn't know what I was doing. They'd call me and say, hey, there's a guy here at the office. He's leaving his wife. He's got his bags packed. Can you come talk to him? I'm <laughs> a second-year student. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I said, absolutely, I'll be right there. So I'd drop everything. I'd go over to the office. I'd sit and counsel them, yeah. which, I mean, I needed counsel. And I'm actually being used of God to speak into this man's life. And they're still married to this day. Praise the Lord. So it, it, it was an amazing thing. I ended up back in Detroit. Uh, we're living with my dad because we had sold our house to come to Rama and kind of lived on the equity while we were here. It helped us make ends meet. And uh, I worked at a Chi-Chi's because I didn't know what else to do. I got to get a job, so I'm working at a Chi-Chi's. Uh, Turns I lo- out, I love Chi-Chi's. Oh yeah. man, I used to love that place. Yeah. I, I was I was actually the bouncer. Oh really? So, <laughs> man of faith and power leaves Raymond, goes home. You know, doesn't know what to do, so he becomes a bouncer in the bar at Chi-Chi's. <laughs> no, I, I never went to the bar area at Chi-Chi's. I, I like their Mexican food. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, people, whenever I tell that story, they look at my arms. They go, are you kidding me? You're a, you were a bouncer? I said, well, listen, if they were that drunk, caused trouble, I could run faster than they could, so we're, we're okay. But one of the waitresses was part of a group that had gotten kicked out of a church because they were studying Kenneth Hagen mm. and Copeland and all these people that I was now very familiar with. And the pastor was asked to leave too, Presbyterian Church, uh, because he was kind of the ringleader of the whole thing. Yeah. So they wanted to pursue maybe starting a church, but they didn't have a pastor because that guy wasn't going to pastor anymore. Well, I'm working with her at Chi-Chi's. One thing led to another. A couple of months later, they, they kept asking me if I'd be their pastor. And I said, no, I'm here to help. I'll help you any way I can. I don't know if I'm supposed to pastor you. So that would have been uh, March of 84. And May of 84, I became their pastor. Mm-hmm. Got them incorporated as a church, got their 501c3, got a building that we could rent. And uh, I've been their pastor. I've been these people's pastors since May of 84. Wow. So it'll be 37 years this, uh, this May. Same church few different buildings and uh god is just you know i don't have a lot of war stories i don't i don't have a lot of stories you know a board split and the church split and you know they tried to throw me out and they didn't treat me right now and and those things happen they happen in churches with good leaders and and not so good leaders i'm not the best leader in the world but i'll tell you i've always had a very good board i've got a, a very good staff i've had problems don't get me wrong lots of problems but uh, I don't have all those stories. It's just been a great ride, uh, amazing experience, amazing church. Love our people, and 
here we are 37 years later. Been a wow. lot of grace on grace. Yeah. A lot of grace on grace. <laughs> now, you, right. you guys actually have yeah. a, a Christian school as well, don't you? I mean, uh, we do. Uh, do you that, still have that? <laughs> yeah, 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 we do. Uh, 14 years ago, we took our, our Christian school and we merged it with another school that was like ours that was just two and a half miles away. They were our biggest rivals. And a lot of the parents, most of the kids were not happy about the merger. So call it remembering the Titans type thing. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it, it, would have been, it would have been like merging Ohio State with Michigan, oh, U, man, U so. of M. I mean, the rivalry was so brutal. In fact, our youngest son, uh, go back a little bit, our daughter was born uh, the night of second year graduation down at Assembly Center. No. We were right down the street at Oklahoma Osteopathic Hospital, which is what it was called. Yeah. And my wife has given birth to our daughter. It's OSU Medical Center now, yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so you, you missed graduation or, or you made graduation? Yeah, well, I was only first year then. Uh, okay, first yeah, year. I got yeah, you. I was yeah, only first, first year. So, so our daughter yeah. was born well, here. Which, which for some of you not familiar, basically it's right across the street from where um, graduation was at the yeah. time, you know, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I got an Oki in my, in my yeah. family. and. And then we had another son uh, a number of years later. So the rivalry was so big between the schools. My son was a soccer player, and he loved soccer. Well, when he found out that our football teams were merging, and we hadn't merged the school yet, but their guys wanted to play football, so they were going to play with us. They had to wear our jerseys, rival schools. (laughs) We were merging our soccer team with their soccer team, so our soccer team had to wear their, their jerseys. jerseys. Well, oh, man. My son quit soccer. He would not put their jersey on. I mean, that's how bad it was. <laughs> now, he's not proud of that, yeah. but, uh, but, but he did do that. I just want to say, too, that uh, my, all of my kids, my three children, and their spouses are all Ramograds. Yeah, so I was going to bring that out, too. You know, we, we have a lot of second, now third-generation yeah, Ramograds. You know, c- coming yeah. to Raymond, you know, and it's it's an incredible le- legacy, mm-hmm. and, and obviously one of the big reasons that that they're here is because you came, yeah. you know, and, and I, I and I know um I was talking to a, a Raymond grad past the other day. I said, you know, if Raymond really was the most awesome experience that that, that they talk about, then why wouldn't they want other people, either you know, from mm-hmm. their church or or from their, you know, their own family to come to Raymond, yeah. you know, whether it's a, just a train. For the ministry, or whether it's just to learn more about the Bible, because sure. I know Aaron Antis, a businessman here in town, and he he said I think that every Christian, in my opinion, should should um should take two years out of their life and, and come learn more about more about the Bible, and Ram is one of the best places mm-hmm. they could do that. And in fact, um, Aaron Antis' son, who we talked about on the podcast, um, we just got his application. He's he's coming to Ram. Awesome. Um, he's, he's passing up track scholarships oh, for, man, from from, ma- awesome. from many places, but he says, you know what? God wants to become Raymond, so he's, yeah. he's a senior now. So we're so excited about him coming to Raymond. About a better race yeah. to run. Yeah, better race to run. You know, <laughs> yeah, and right. you know, and he said, you know, it, it was a tough decision, but you sure. know, he, he, you know, life is more important than track, and and so sure. it's um, and, and you know, I don't know if he'll ever go into ministry, but he you know said mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna learn more about the Bible and whatever God has for me. Sure, that that's the plan, and that's what it is at Raymond Rain, Bible Training College. Whatever God has for you, mm-hmm. you know, it all starts at RBTC. Dot org. If you go there, <laughs> and, and we're working our website. Our website's not perfect, but you know we had a meeting yesterday. And we're trying to get it, you know, to yeah. because you know it's a place to go to, to learn more about Raymond. If you go there, and also Raymond College weekend, April 9th, tenth, and eleventh. Um, like I said, and, and so exciting that 
not only you went to Rama, but mm-hmm. your, your kids, you know, and yeah. I, I mean, you know, and I mean, your story is awesome because it, you were on the edge of a divorce. That's right. And so think about, you know, when obviously all your kids might not have been born, you know, and oh, if, if it wasn't two for of them wouldn't have been. Yes. And, right. you know, and, you know, and it would have been a whole lot different road, but, but how God mm-hmm. restored your life, sure. you know, and then even though you got a call at 12 years old, mm-hmm. you know, all these, are, how old was, were you, whenever you actually became the pastor, you know, there at, yeah. at Grace? Well, I, I was actually 27 when yes. I became the pastor. Because some people, you know, and, they get a call and they think, well, next year that's going to happen. Right. Obviously 12, right. you're not going to pastor at 12, but you know, but mm-hmm. 18, you know, that's going to happen. Sure. You know, we, we try to make God mm-hmm. play it happen for our life. Well, yeah. I look back on it now and I go, dear Lord, because at 27, I thought, okay, I, I think I can do this with yeah. God's help. And a, a good people I could, around me that I can call and just say, hey, what do I do? Yeah. So thank God for that. But at 27, I figured I could do it. I look back now and I go, dear Lord, 27 years old, man, I barely knew how to spell my name. Yeah. 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 But the I, grace of God. Yeah, that's the right. The grace of God. That's my father-in-law put me on his board with AG. Mm-hmm. I think I was 22. Wow. Yeah, and wow, I'm thinking, wow. oh, he must have been nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah. Uh, it also, too, you know, obviously you're heavily involved with RMAI being our, our regional directors, and I, mm-hmm. I think that's really important, yeah. you know, but for, for these young men and women who are going out into ministry, for, for some, of, some of us older ones to, to help sure. mentor and help them establish, you know, and it also, you know, also, they have to be teachable as well. That's Certainly. another situation too. But, but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're strong when we work together. And, and Rainbow's not just a school; it's a network yeah. of, of, of churches and and ministers. You know, through RMAI, and obviously, you know, Tony is, is very involved. You know, there sure. when, you know mm-hmm. works works with Doug Jones, and everyone knows Doug. He, he's been here, th- you know, since some um, year one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, in, in fact, seventy five graduate. Yes, 1975 yeah. graduate, which yeah. means in four years, Doug Jones is having his 50th year reunion. He, may, he might be the only one there. But. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And so I was telling someone that awesome. the other day, and I said, well, when did you graduate from 1976. So I'm wow. like, well, one more year, you'll have your 50th year reunion. <laughs> amazing. So, so you yeah. know, but it is amazing. But you it's know. one of the things that God has used me to do, and I, it's not for everybody, but I am I think now because I've had a couple of them that I've I've – now dropped off but i believe i'm on 13 or 14 different church boards as an overseer or a board member and and really it's for the purpose of mentoring these mainly younger people yeah just trying to help them sometimes i go into these meetings and i sit down i look at how they're doing business and man i'm just kind of i don't want to say it but it's like dear lord irs rules you could go to jail for some of this stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because they they, they've got a heart for god they they want to do what's right but they're they're not real sure. They've not yeah. read the laws. They've not really studied that kind of thing. It's not something they're interested in. Just give me the Bible and let me preach. Let me pastor yeah. people. So, it, you know, it's a real honor to be able to do that and even to come here. I mean, man, oh, man, when I was at school, yeah. it, it, the rules were so str- so stringent, and they had to be. Yeah. Uh, but if you step your foot on the stage— that was grounds for dismissal. You, you could literally, I mean, if you picked up a mic, God help you. I mean, <laughs> so the first time I ever spoke here, man, I'm putting on that mic. I'm going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I was so intimidated. I just thought, I can't believe that I'm actually 
putting on a mic. Yeah. My, my grandfather, uh, not long before he died, uh, and this is my grandfather on my mom's side. My grandfather on my dad's side started seven churches. Wow. And was one of the first radio broadcasters in the Detroit market, religious broadcasters. Wow. Uh, the last church he built, the cornerstone, was set in 1932. He built it during the Depression. And uh, Henry Ford helped him, uh, would come to his church every now and then, two Motor or three City. times a wow. year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he did a lot for my grandfather, so that was really nice. He'd give him a tractor to plow the fields, uh, to plant soybean. He'd only give him a tractor if he planted soybean. Because uh, <laughs> Henry Ford, was a, he was a uh, an innovator. And he really felt soybean was going to be a big, big crop in the U.S. So he pushed that. and He was right. He was right. Yeah, and he yeah. did a lot of things that people don't know about. Like if you ever cook with, a, uh, with charcoal, you know, briquettes. Well, Kingsford Charcoal is his friend King and Ford. It's Kingsford. They developed. See, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, didn't yeah. yeah. Kingsford Charcoal. Kingsford Charcoal. He developed the patent. He patented the process that developed charcoal briquettes. So there's so many things he did. Yeah. And, uh, and Commercial break. Shout out to the Sputter in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Best steak in Tulsa, and they cook them on Kingsford charcoal. Serious. Now back yeah. to our regular schedule yeah. programming. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that happens to be one of, one of my father's yeah. favorite restaurants in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And not a well-known restaurant. No, you know, it's not. You know, but it's you very know, nostalgic. Very, it's very nostalgic. Yeah, you know, a lot of history. It, it's, it's not, you you. Now, their food might be upscale, but but the atmosphere is not upscale. No, you no, know, you, you 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 can. It's it's Tulsa's old capital roots. Oh, yes, yeah, that's got to be good. Yeah, though. yeah be it's, fun it's really, he buys really Kings good, for so. charcoal by the pallet. Kingsford is Kingsford charcoal. <laughs> yes, awesome. the, the Sputter Restaurant, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, look it up. You know, and if you're ever here, mm-hmm. you know, encourage you, man. Yeah, best, you got to go. Best steak in town. You know. Tell, tell tell them you know the Hagen sent you, yeah. and um, yeah. and, and they'll appreciate us. Yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Go ahead. No, hey, that's that's good news. I, I, yeah. Next time I'm in town, I got to try it. Yeah, no, that's that's fun. But uh, you know, there's so many things we've been through. So many things that uh, you know people have helped me through. And you know, I'll never forget one day I came to some meeting. I don't know what it was, but you know, uh, Pastor Hagen came up to me. I was kind of in the front talking to friends and. Tapped me on the shoulder, and uh, in fact, I think I was in one of the pews just sitting, waiting for service to start, but I was talking with friends. He taps him on the shoulder, comes up from behind, and he goes, hey, I'd like you to do the offering tonight. And I just, man, scared the daylights out of me. <laughs> but I learned, just say yes, sir, yeah. you know, because anything this ministry ever asks of me, my answer is yes, sir. Yeah. So I said, yeah, I'd be happy to do it. Well, from that point on, man, I didn't hear one song sung. I didn't know anything going on. <laughs> I, was, I was in a daze. And when I saw uh, Brother Hagen and Aretha walk in, because I didn't know if they were going to be there, yeah. and I thought, oh, my Lord. I have to do the offering in front of them. Yeah. Oh, now, now the hickey motion dies start. <laughs> yes, yes. I, man, oh, man, I was, I was scared out of my mind. And I was just like, you know, Father, you said in your word, Spirit will give you the words to say when you Amen. need them. So I'm just trusting you're going to, I'm going to open my mouth, you're going to fill it. So one of the first things I said when I got up there, and I didn't know, I mean, there's, in the old pulpit, there's a monitor, you can see yourself. Yeah, you see yourself, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, I don't want to see me. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah, I put that monitor in there, actually. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It was my so, idea. I'm like, can we put a monitor in there? <laughs> it's actually pretty cool. I mean, you know, n- now we have a huge TV. You can see yourself. Yeah, but but yeah. back in those those days, that was pretty state of the art, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Very state of the art. Yeah. Well, I mean, dear Lord, you had a you had a 
pulpit that came out of the ground yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a hydraulic lift. I mean, geez, who does that? So uh, one of the first things I said is, you know, I'm up here a little bit intimidated. I'm really praying that that man sitting on the front row doesn't see a black cloud over my head. Because <laughs> I'd heard the stories. <laughs> yeah, I know some people. So, <laughs> yeah. well, so people laughed, but I was able to tell my story uh, about what Rama meant. Yeah. You know, not just going through a divorce, but it, it's the authority of the believer. You know, the authority of the believer changed my life. That, that principle, that concept out of Scripture. Because when our youngest son was being born, you know, everything was fairly normal. But when he, when he was birthed, there was no sign of life, no breath, no heartbeat, nothing. Mm. And he was this gray-blue, you know, color, his skin. And, I mean, they start calling in all kinds of, you know, stat, stat, you know, all these codes. People are running out of the room. People running into the room. They take this baby and they put him on an incubator kind of thing to keep him warm. They're working on my wife. I'm over there. And all I knew was I grabbed hold of his foot. And it was like, you know, believers. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Precious time. So, yeah. So, uh, I I wouldn't let go of that baby. You know, they'd say, "Hey, you gotta you gotta back off a little bit. We gotta turn him over," and they're checking. No vital signs. No nothing. They're massaging his chest, uh, doing everything. They're bringing in machines. So all I knew was, you can turn him over if you want, but I'm not letting not I'm not, not letting loose. go of anything. So I'd keep my hand on his leg. Or I'd keep my hand. I'd grab his hand. And my wife's being worked on, and she's pointing, just saying, you know, you'll live and not die, you know. Just doing anything we knew to do. Yeah. And it wasn't just to recite empty words. It was we really believed there was power in this word. Yeah. That's what we were taught. It was about four minutes in, and let, let me tell you, four minutes, man, that's it's a an long eternity. eternity. Yeah, and all of a sudden, he went <clears throat> and choked, and it was like everybody's eyes got big. They kept massaging his heart, and all I know is I was holding his hand at the time, and uh, you know he was like seven pounds, whatever, and uh, I'm holding his hand, and I'm watching because his chest starts moving. And you could literally see the colors start coming into his feet and up his legs and through his body. And he turned from this gray-blue color to this pink little baby. I just went, wow. I mean, seriously. So here's the thing. The follow-up is, you know, he was without oxygen for several minutes. There's going to be some problems. So they did every test on on him they could oxygenation test of course and all the uh the vital organs to because if you come out of that you're probably going to have what they call child uh onset diabetes it's pretty serious uh type a or type one i don't know what it is the real bad one yeah and he'd probably have to be on sort of medication the rest of his life just all these things his lungs were going to have a problem and all these problems brain function Within a day and a half, 
every vital sign, every condition was perfect. His oxygenation was perfect. He was having no trouble breathing. His liver was functioning, kidneys functioning, everything functioning. Sent him home, said, he's, he's perfect. That's a miracle of Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I didn't learn that in, in any school except for the fact that I sat under a Joe and Dan Danowski. I sat under a Rodney Lloyd, a Jeff Jackson, Rama people. I came to Rama. I sat at the feet of, of people in this, in this school that taught me this stuff. Yeah. My yeah. wife was being mugged one day. She pulled in a parking lot of a shopping center, and, and uh, this guy came walking between cars. No shirt on, you know, no shoes on. And my wife, she's, just, she's a tough cookie. She's just kind of annoyed. Why, why has he got to come between our cars? That's all she's thinking. Well, he got right up to her. She was getting out of the car, and she had two kids in the car. And he grabs her, grabs her arm. And uh, starts to grab her purse and starts to, with the other hand, starts pushing her. You're getting back in this car right now. And she looked at him. And now, if she tells the story, it's pretty funny. Because <laughs> I'd just been out of town on, on some sort of a ministry trip or something. I don't know. But I came back and I bought her this really nice purse. And it was, it was a really nice purse. Not super <laughs> expensive, but expensive to me at yeah. that time. And all she could think was, he is not, my husband just bought me this purse. He is not I'm taking my purse. Nice purse. <laughs> it's not, I got kids in the car. Yeah. I got, you know, yeah. uh, what about my safety? But, I mean, he was very menacing, very, very menacing. She looked at him in the face. She pointed in his face, and she said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Well, we didn't learn that from comic books. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the power of the name. It's all she knew. She goes, man, this better work. This yeah. better work, or I know we're in trouble. She said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And his eyes got as big as saucers. He let her go, let the purse go, turned around, started running away. And as he ran away, he looked back, and he said, well, I rebuke you too. And he just <laughs> took off running. <laughs> but wow. see, these, these are things we learned. We learned here yeah. at Ramah. So, you know, when, when, I, when I talk to pastor, when I talk to people, I say, what can I do? You know, I mean, I'll come and teach. I'll, I'll do whatever I got to do. I've stayed yeah. connected to this ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Not because it's perfect. What ministry is perfect? What human being is perfect? <laughs> I stay connected to this yeah, ministry. Yeah, me and Tony here can't be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stay connected because, man, it's based on the Word of God. Yeah. Everything yeah. this ministry does is based on the Word of God. And it absolutely revolutionized my life from a restored marriage to a child who survived childbirth and, as far as we could tell, was dead. Yeah. Uh, a mugging and just go on and on and on and on. I could tell you story after story. That's what my life has been built Life on. and death. Yeah. Life and death. It made the difference. It did. Totally. Yeah, and, then, you know, and that's why... You you send so many people to Rama, you know, because you That's want right. them to change their life yeah. as well. And you want to see, you know, them get that knowledge and, and things That's like right. that. I like said, so once again, if, if you're out there listening and, you know, maybe 2020 was not a really good year for you. Maybe, you know, one of the best times to, to do anything is during a transition time, you know, and I, you know, 
and I get it. There's there's people who've lost their their jobs. There's people who who have gone through a divorce or going through a divorce or, or or different things like that. If you're in transition, you know maybe you need to pray about what the next move is, and and maybe you can take some time to study the word. Nothing wrong with studying the word, rbtc.org. Or maybe you're kind of like you know, Pastor Jerry here. You feel a call to ministry, but you, you don't know how, how that's going to happen or, or, or whatever. You know, Rhema is a great place to, to you know, sure to is. start that process, rbtc.org. Go there, um, send us your, uh, fill out the forms, fill, send us your information. We'll give you a call. We'll, we'll set up a time. We'll talk to you about what Rhema is. And, and, you know, we'll also talk to you about how Rhema is very cheap. Our tuition is really, I mean, people can't realize how cheap we really are. And I tell you what, if you've ever sent a kid to to college, you're going to realize how cheap it is. And one of the reasons it is cheap, and we want to shout out to the Word Partner um, Club program, our Word Partner Clubs, basically anyone who comes to Raymond, we already give them a scholarship. Yep, that's right. Just by coming. That's right. You know, because, you know, our Word Partners, um, you know, actually because of their gracious support, you know, they help us to keep our costs down. In fact, I don't think that we've had a, a tuition hike in 20 years, <laughs> you know, you know, and I, yeah, you, it's, you, it's you, ridiculously low. I, I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. we've shown a, a few extra fees or whatever, you know, because yeah. our yearbook yeah. costs more or things like that, you know, it might, might've been some fee costs of 25 or $50 up. But as far as I don't think tuition has gone up and, you know, and, and I don't even know when. I mean, it's it's that that long. And in fact, yeah. um, I've heard people say, "Well, Craig, we need to increase our tuition." But you know what? You know, we also want to increase our numbers. We yeah. we, we we want to train more. I mean, you know, I know we we had you know, the work partner videos that help us train more, and it just you know it it it, it rings in, in my ear. So if you're out there and, and you're you're in transition, or or maybe you you heard Pastor Jerry's story, you know you know, and you can relate to. to you know, some of the things that were going on in his life and, and how, I mean, I like to change my life. Like, you know, like he's, you know, or, or maybe mm-hmm. you've had situations like, like, you know, he knew what to do and, and, and joy knew what to do when they face adverse situations. But because you didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. something tragic has happened to you in your life and you need to learn what to do. Yeah. And you, you know, Craig, you mentioned the word partner club and not all, but a tremendous amount of those are, are Ram alumni. Yes, uh, yeah. and and they're sewing back into training more people, sending more people, and along with that, you know, once a year we all partner together to make one big push on the first Sunday in May this International year. International Day. International Rama Day. This year it's May second, and you can find out more about that and and at Rama dot org slash ird. Yes, uh, and so we encourage you to do that too. And we're a partner club Rama dot org slash. WPC. That's correct. Um, yeah. You can find more information about that. And if you are a Rama graduate, somebody helped pay for your tuition, yep. helped give you that scholarship. Mm-hmm. So let's pay it forward. You yeah, know, you know, right. you know, and it's not, you know, whatever it might amount it might be. Our, our word partners, what we encourage them to do, it's not just a financial thing. It, it's a partnership between uh, us and you. And we're going to pray for you. You're going to pray for us. You know, and and then you know we invite you to. To do some kind of a monthly donation, whether it be ten dollars, you know, actually, I found our, our, our most our, our folks give ten dollars a month. I mean, you know, majority of now. Now we do have some churches and some pastors who, who who give larger amounts, and you know, and you know, but you know, it's you know the large and the small together. I mean, you know, yeah, you know, right. you know, it's not just so. so 
I know there are some ministries that start the, fir the first thing on there. You want to give a thousand dollars a month, but that's not what we, you know, we probably should ask for more, but we don't, you know, and we, we, we want to be a blessing to you. And we don't want you to, some people want you to give till it hurts. We, we, we just want you to be a giver, yeah. you know, not till it hurts. I mean, just be, be a giver, follow God's direction. If he, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes he'll direct us to give more, sometimes he won't, but you know, you know, well, for the record, my wife and I have been Word Partner Club members since it began. Yes. And our church has been. Our yes. church has supported this ministry, I, I think, fairly substantially. Yes. And, and it ought to. It yeah. really should. Yes. Well, what was, so, you know, when we were talking, Craig, on uh, um, podcast on my story, I mentioned that meeting. We that's went, Tony's testimony uh, Tony's story. testimony, yeah. yeah. Where Brother Hagin followed Tony all around my life. all his life. Uh, but, you know, I mentioned that meeting. We went to the Bell Auditorium in Augusta, yeah. Georgia. I forget the year, 92 yeah. or 94. Yes. We became word partners at that meeting, and we have been ever since. Yeah. And every church I've pastored, we've been word partners. And, and, and that, that was Brother Higgin. And he said, you, you want to join that elite club? Yeah, elite <laughs> club. Although right. you, got, you believe, better believe it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how much longer you've got, but can I say something? Yeah, about, go, go ahead. Every, every, time we, we, I talk, every time I talk about how our marriage was saved, you know, I, I know there are people that are listening yeah. saying, yes. yeah, but mine didn't work out. Why did yours work out and mine not work out? Number one, I can't answer that. Yes. Uh, nobody can. I can't answer that. But it also but, takes two. And that's the thing. My wife and I both did the hard work pressing into God, yeah. fully committed to his lordship. And yeah. I'll tell you what, even still, it was very, very difficult. So, so here's the thing. You know, it takes two to work hard at it. And even then, I mean, it's, gonna, it's, it's an uphill battle. And it was for us. I mean, we had a lot of really difficult things we went through. But, yeah. but we were committed to each other. We were committed to his lordship. And that's not always the case. It, it's not a, you know, I'm going to pray and I'm going to confess. And, you know, this, this person that wants to divorce me, leave me, leave the family, they're going to turn around. Well, listen, this is not a magic wand. This is not manipulation. This isn't mind control, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I know you did a show on it recently, mind control, <laughs> renewing the mind. But it, it, that's not what it is. It's people surrendered to Jesus, yeah. surrendered mm -hmm. to Jesus fully. And uh, I just wanted to say that in case somebody was out there feeling kind of condemned, kind of bad. Yeah. Because I don't, I, you know, whatever your situation, condemnation is not from God, yeah, period. Correct. So whatever you've been through, don't, and, you don't know, accept that. We've had many you know, students have came because they went through a divorce and, and, and sure. their, their marriage didn't work out and they were going through transition and, and they mm -hmm. were at a low point in life, Sure, you know, but you know what, no matter where you are, God can pick you up and mm -hmm. God can restore you, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, maybe Raymond Bible training college, rbtc.org is a place to, to do that. And like I said, Raymond college weekend. I mean, the majority of folks that, that I have talked to said they came to a Raymond college weekend and when they stepped foot on campus, is, is is when they decided that they needed to to come to Raymond. That's so good. So you know, we encourage yeah. you if you can. You know, that if you can't come to Raymond College weekend, we encourage you to come out here some weekend and and, and you know and, and find more about Raymond. And and we actually have a, a team of men and women that that's what they do. That they they help you know um, you know tell you what's going on and they'll, they'll give you a call and they'll mm -hmm. they'll hook you up with sure. the certain certain person who's going to give you a tour and tell you about Raymond. Well, you know, that's kind of all the time we, we have for this podcast, but we're going to have you back on another podcast as well. But, you know, we want to end the podcast the way we went in every single podcast and every one of our television programs. 
Here at Rama, we're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. world.